Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast. How are you doing today, Donnie? I'm still waking up. I feel like my brain is not alive yet. How are you? <laughs> and G-Man's got it. He says, it's okay. Are any of us actually awake? No, <laughs> no. I feel like some mornings I'm like, I wake up early, I make breakfast, I'm ready to go. That's not today. I'm very Yeah, not me today. either. I stayed up way too late again. Yeah. What were you doing? Two weeks in a row. Last night I was playing Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Every every moment. Possible. But here's the thing. Like I <laughs> I stopped playing Zelda. Uh, and then I probably stayed up like another 90 minutes, two hours, just for no reason. For no reason at all. Like I just didn't want to go to sleep. That's my thing. Sometimes Rolling I just don't want to go to sleep. Yeah, and I didn't even watch much TikTok. I, I was on YouTube and I was just like hanging out. Like I think I made nachos like two in the morning. You know, just like living nice two a.m. nachos. Yeah, (laughs) I was like reading, you know, like news, and but I just didn't want to sleep. I just wasn't, you know, in the mindset to sleep. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Yeah, Um, I feel like I've been trying to pace myself a little bit with Zelda. I um, want to get through with the main quests and story, but I also don't. I don't know. I feel very conflicted because I want this to last as long as I can, but it's not like I'm running out of things to do. I feel like I've, well, I shouldn't say I've barely progressed with the main story. Um, we can talk about it, but sure. Be- besides games, besides Zelda, I should say, mm-hmm. how's this week been for you? I haven't played much um, video games up until yesterday, to be honest with you, because I've just I've just had I've had a week. Um, I've had a busy week at work. I've had a busy week at home. I've had a busy week with kids' activities and family things, and and I'm having car issues. Like all my cars are breaking. No. I gotta get them all fixed this week. Yeah. So yeah, I just haven't um haven't been in the mood really. It was it was kind of odd. I was playing Peggle with my wife last night, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go play some Zelda for a little bit. It was around her bedtime. She's going to bed probably around nine or ten. She's like, "Yeah, you haven't played Zelda like all week." I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was like, "I gotta get back into it." And I gotta go back downstairs. And I was going to play Friday. It was Friday afternoon. I had to go downtown for work. I came home early, but you know, I went to go uh, log into Discord, and I saw Sean was on Twitch. And when Sean's on Twitch, I usually just pop into his Discord chat and just hang with him. Um, you know, it's just good friend Hank. So I'll just sit there and talk to him. I'm not playing what he's playing. He's playing Diablo, but I, for whatever reason, I started playing the division because court was like, you should play the division. And I've never, I mean, I've played it before, but I've never like actually played the campaign or anything. So I spent like four hours doing that instead of playing Zelda. I, I think I was just kind of looking for uh just like a little break. Well, um, yeah, I think it's, it's important to break it up a little bit, whether you're playing other games or just taking a break from gaming, because I don't want to get burned out from it. Same. I know a lot of people Same. who like are going hard already have like, you know, it's tough to feel like if you're, game. if you're not keeping up, which I could understand that it's kind of what I've been saying, like maybe the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, it feels like 
I was telling Delvin on this on the pod, you know, like I feel like on like my YouTube subs and stuff, when I open up YouTube, like I'm, I was just seeing a bunch of like my final thoughts on tears of the kingdom, you know, like the best in game activities in tier. And it just feels like, I don't know, collectively, like everybody's like ready to put it behind them. I've been hearing like on podcasts, people like, yeah, I rolled credits. I already finished this, finished that. And I'm just not, I'm just not on that, on that path. Like, I don't, I don't want to feel that pressure. Um, so I, I understand if people are like, I've got to finish it because everybody else is finishing it. And it's like, no, no, you don't have to. Um, I mean, I'll roll into this. I, I, I completed the fire temple. So I made some okay. progress there. And then last night I finished collecting the dragon tears memories. That's what I did. So I had every intention of going to the fire dungeon and doing all of that. And then I got distracted with a lot of other things. One of them being the dragon tears. So I was kind of going into this show today wondering how much of that can we talk about? Like, have most people done that by this point? I think that may be, uh, I think that might be assuming a lot. I don't okay. think many, I don't think everyone has. I don't know. You know me, I, I don't particularly care about spoilers a whole lot. I hate living in this world where we police each other into what is and what isn't okay spoiler wise but i'll tell you this my mind was fucking blown man <laughs> me too oh my god my mind was my blown last night i was like oh my god okay so let's talk about it without like without getting like, into the details yeah i think that's yeah. probably wise um did you do them in order no no i did them as i found them i was trying to find okay. them so i did them in order and wow. i am curious how you experienced this story that was told through these memories without them being in order were you confused sure. did it make sense what was what was that like for you to piece that together yeah no i don't think i was confused at all there were moments where oh boy this is tough <laughs> getting into too many details yeah there were moments where there was definitely like confusion but i think it was like but i think it was meant to be that way right okay. like i don't think i was I think I was left more like mysteriously guessing. I was like, oh, what, what's going on here? It was more intriguing than mm -hmm. confused. I wasn't like, I don't know what's happening. I, I was kind of following early on. Like I got my first two memories. One of them was with Ganon, And I just felt like that was just way early than when I probably should have. And I was just like, but, but at the same time, Ganon's awesome. Steals the show. Like he's the best character in every cutscene that he's in. Um, so there's also, uh, it's probably a highlight more than anything else. Um, because he kind of set the hook. I was like, oh, I need to see okay. more of this. That's and then fair. I saw one particular memory with Ganon that like really got me going. And that I think was I know one which one you're talking about. Where I was like, okay, now I have to see the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely <laughs> is a pivotal moment in those memories. And I, like I said, I went to the Forgotten Temple to learn the order and I purposely did. And it, by that time I had finished most of the map progress, but there were still a couple shrines that I hadn't gotten. So that was really a good opportunity for me to really carefully go through the map and unlock the rest of those towers and see the memories in order felt like I was watching, you know, a little movie oh, because I, I just did it all at once. It wasn't as I was exploring, like I said, okay, I'm going to do all the memories now. And so I just went from one to the next. I had, tr I feel like I had trouble finding the little puddle for the memory in a couple of them. 
Like you really like mm. the ones where they're kind of on the hillside and it's just kind of a pain to navigate because it doesn't really show up unless you get pretty close to it. I always just like dove from the sky. Jack, when I first found when I found my first one, remember I told you I walked by Imba. So Jack Same. was showing me like how it works. He's like, you got to go back. And he was like, it'll be the tier. He's like, you got to look for the one filled in tier. And that's all I ever looked for. And I never, I don't think I ever, I don't have a problem with it. I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the landmarks, like you can kind of tell where it's going to be. Like it's somewhat prominently featured, like, yeah, not, like yeah. trying to hide them, yeah. you know, but I would always just dive from the sky, either from a tower or from an island up above, mm -hmm. you know, with my glide armor, I'm just like scanning, like looking over that's the true. thing, like oh, oh, there it is and zip on down and, and get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that I did it in order. I feel like for me, it made sense. I, I feel like if I had watched them out of order the first time, I would have been pretty confused. Um, but I can also understand how, you know, you would want to kind of experience it, like where you're piecing it together and like, you know what, if anything, the memories have made like the cutscenes that I've seen at the temples way better. Like, like I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are probably my, to it. my first cutscenes were the temples, and that left me more confusing than any of the memory. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Um. But I just want to say, we talked about this. The thing that the thing that happens after you finish all of them. Yeah. Blew my mind. Holy crap! So I talked to somebody who didn't do all of the memory, who had done one memory, Dragon Tear. And did the thing that you can do after it before doing the rest of the memories. So Jack you can, yeah, you can get that reward without doing a single memory. Yeah. Which to me, it's like how it doesn't make any sense if you do it that way. Jack told me there's like multiple ways and which I think is pretty cool game design. Apparently you can go to other places that like, I don't know, put something on your map. Let's say. Yeah. Which I, I think like, that's how my friend did it. They yeah, you just don't to, have any um, you just don't have any context, I guess, for the you know, for the, the background of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I had that background context because Yeah, man, me too. Oh my god. It was a really special cutscene, like really well done, you know, give you those nostalgic. It was very warm it vibes. was very special. And I feel like this is the highest stakes of any Zelda game story for the oh, characters yeah. in this world. Yeah. And it is really making me wonder where the end game is gonna go. Like I have theories Ooh. and I have thoughts. Like I think I could go in a couple ways. And I'm very excited to see. And I hope that the end game story doesn't let me down. <laughs> because yeah, I just want to so say well now done. we talked about this leading in. We had several, several times a listener who Ask us a question: How does Tears of the Kingdom, you know, best Breath of the Wild? And my answer leading up to this for years felt like story, 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 mm -hmm. story, story. Breath of the Wild story was fine, but was not to the level of the the game design was, in my opinion. Right. It was told and, very passively. Yeah, and I haven't seen the end game of this story yet, but already this story by leaps mm -hmm. and bounds just crushes that story. It just stomps Absolutely. on that story's mother. I mean, it is so much better, so much better. So if you're really into story, and I think they put them in your way better too. Um, I found, I think I did 10 of them before I looked for like a guide. 
because as I was shrining, I wouldn't mark them if I came across. Like I knew the giant paintings on the ground meant something. Right, right. Obviously. Yeah. So I, I mean, marked them as not? I went. Right. I marked them as yeah. I went along. So even before I got my first memory, I think I may have had seven or eight of them marked because just doing towers and stuff. Right. So that was something that bothered me with the first game. Um, is I I I went so long without seeing any story clips or memories. Um, and I actually had to pull out a guide to go and find them all, you know, like it was, it was difficult to actually find them. Whereas this one, it's like, it makes it a lot easier, um, to pick them up. I think along as you, if, if you're playing along, you don't have to, you can pull out a guide and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you just wanted to like organically come across them, it's way easier to do that. Oh yeah. The oh yeah. Because yeah. with, with breath of the wild, didn't they give you a screenshot of the location? And it's yeah. like, that could be freaking anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And even, even if you know where it is, like, let's say you're, you're so familiar with the map, like you understand the region that it's in. You giving me a screenshot of like a zoomed in location means I could be walking around this piece of forest for an hour, right. you know? You know, like there's a there the the world is very big. It's a very big world. Um, so. this is related to what you just said. It's not gonna sound like it, but have you ever played the game GeoGuessr online where it's like mm-hmm. it puts you in a random spot on Google Maps and you have to like figure out where you are in the world? No, but I watch a guy that does that on TikTok. He has just yeah. random people send him his location, he goes and finds them, which is <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. How it, is, it, is. it is a it is a website GeoGuessr where you can do that, and you're not going to be as good as that guy. But um, somebody made a Hyrule Guesser for Breath of the Wild, where it puts you down in a random spot on the Breath of the Wild map. You, like you get a single screenshot, and you have to like put on the map like how like where you think it is, yeah. and it measures how close. And wow, it just like kind of reminded me of that because that's all you get for the memories in Breath of the Wild. Pretty much, but. You're right with the geoglyphs. Is that what they were called? Geoglyphs. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were like crop circles when I first saw them. I was like, "What are these crop circles?" <laughs> you know, because I was just flying above them, like yeah. just zooming yeah. over. I was like, "This is weird." Yeah, it was weird, but it was cool. <laughs> Maybe but at aliens. least that gives you like a very obvious, but like you can obviously see them from afar. Yeah, and so yeah. that tells you, okay, it's somewhere in this, you know, perimeter. Yep, which is good. Yeah, I think the gameplay is really, 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 really good this time. Um, I don't know. I've been hearing things about the end game, Uh-oh. and it makes me not I not not anything spoilers, but people okay. just saying like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Okay. Like, okay. That was like really worth it, yeah. and I really yeah. hope that it does live up to my expectations. So I feel like I want to start prioritizing that now. I still mm. have two more dungeons to go. I, I was need just to just talking stop to putting them off. I was talking to Sean. Um, Last night I was playing, they were on, I was just sitting there playing while they were chatting. And I believe Seth was like, yeah, I rolled credits and I did this. And uh, he was like, it was, it was really awesome. And uh bad bit was like, I can't wait. And my response was, I can, I can wait. Like I'm, and everybody laughed because I keep pushing back on this and it's purposeful because I'm, I'm somewhat like jaded with my original breath of wild experience. Like it, it took me a month to beat it. But I, I felt like I rushed it, like I beat it fast because I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to have podcasts because that's what we do, right? Podcasters, content, okay. content creators and all that. And I just didn't want to do it this time. I didn't want any part of it. So like, I'm really, really forcefully, violently 
protecting my pace and doing what I want to do and not feeling rushed and not trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really pushing back on it. And I see it. Everybody's dumping it for street fighter and and Diablo and like the whole, and it's nothing wrong with it. That's what we do. And that's what we do. We all just go and play the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's it's just, that's, that's the way it is. Um, But I'm just going to be over here playing Zelda. So I've not gone to the last temple because long point to make but getting back to your point i'm not ready for it to be over like i don't want to progress towards the end game there's so many side quests i haven't done there's so many caves i haven't gone into i still have i haven't been shining lately but i'm still marking them as i go (laughs) so i have like eight or nine shrines i haven't done that are just there like fast travel whenever i want to do it you know so like yeah i'm just i'm not ready i'm not ready to move on I'm exactly the same way. Uh, However, I think, and I don't know if this is also true for you, but I feel like I will sooner or later do the rest of the game. I'll roll the credits and I'll still be playing this game for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I'm not putting it down anytime soon because I want to make the most of this game and I feel like there is so much content on top of this main story that I'm interested in. This is a really, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it has, it's like packed to the brim with content. It is so dense, I think it's, is the word. Yeah, it's dense with content. And I. there are so few games where I feel like this, where I feel like, I can't decide what I want to do in the game because there's just so much to do in any order. And games like that don't come around all the time. No, and we don't get, we just don't get many Zeldas. Right. You know, this is going to be the big mainline Zelda game for like the next seven, eight years, possibly. And people are like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And we wonder when we make fun of these companies for having these really long announcement cycles. Like games take a long time to make, and y'all beat them in eight days. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to enjoy it. I think that was a big part of me not playing it this week. I was just like, just give it a little break. You know, I don't have to. That's okay. Because I was doing it, um, not not purposefully, but you know, last weekend we talked about it last week on the show. I dumped a lot of time in. I had probably 15, 20 hours just in like a day and a half in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, yeah, just take a break. You know, I'll get to it. Yeah. I'm the same way. And I'm glad that you feel that way. And I think probably by next weekend when we talk, I want to be near the end game. Like I want to pace myself like that, but expect me to still talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks because yeah. I'm still going to be finding new stuff to do. I'm sure. Well, I think with I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to 100 the game, but I want to make like the absolute most of it that I can. We talked about with Breath of the Wild. We would always just kind of boot it up and like take a walk and go and revisit. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there'll be stuff like that with me. Um. But like I won't, I don't think I'll be like grinding out batteries or shrines or anything once I complete the game. Once I go and run to the end, like that'll kind of be the experience, and I'll probably put it down for a while, and then mm, not me come back for a second playthrough at some point, maybe with a new system in the future. That's at I least that's what that's what that, I did yeah. with Breath of the Wild. Like I, I completed Breath of the Wild to a point where I felt well, you know, like 
completed. And then I didn't play it for like a year. And then I came back and replayed it again and restarted the whole thing over. So I, I'll probably do something like that. But as John 32 says, you have the DLC. You know, I expect the yeah, DLC will start true. coming at some point. So true. that'll give us more t- more reasons to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel differently. I feel like I won't have everything, you know, the shrines and stuff done by the time I roll the credits, but I will want to do all the shrines and do, you know, all that kind of stuff. Before. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I'll at least do all the shrines. I, I won't like when I, when I hear a hundred percent, I think Koroks and collectibles and stuff like I, I yeah, definitely won't be doing Koroks. that. I won't be getting all the, all the armors quests. and all that, but I will do yeah, all I'm the not upgrading everything. Yeah. yeah. A cutscene though. <gasps> it's real yeah, good. <laughs> it was really good. Oh my god! Ah, yeah. It was mind blowing. I was like, oh my god, this is peak, like Zelda. Just a beautiful scene too. Like just mm-hmm. cinematically, just really, really well done. I look back at Zelda in Breath of the Wild, Princess Zelda, and I don't like the long hair version anymore. I am all team short hair Zelda for this iteration of Zelda. I think she like both haircuts. Why do we have to pick one? <laughs> I just feel like it looks like it it looks more right now. Like maybe it's just because I'm more used to it, but I feel like this is her look. Okay. You're boring. Here's the news. <laughs> I don't I don't have a hard stance on which haircut I like best. Like well, just, most people do. It's so. just Zelda. Like I I all Zelda. I'm good. First Zelda, second Zelda. I'll tell you this <sighs> okay. before we move to the news. That cutscene might make me reconsider my previous stance on some sort of Zelda cinema product. You think so? Yeah. If they could do something like that, I might be down to watch. I think it would have to be very carefully done. And I yeah, think I mean, agree with that. That cutscene was so, I mean, definitely, I'm going to say like, it's like so anime. But not like in that style, obviously, but just like so extravagant and grand. Mm-hmm. If they were if that if they have something like that in mind, I am here for it. Like, yeah, I'll watch that. It sounds awesome. Yeah. I think if they took it from that approach and it like wasn't as link centered, it would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh anything else or shall we get into the news? Oh, take it away. So remember a few months ago when there was this rumor that came up that Nintendo had developed a sequel to 1-2-Switch and it had uh, playtested so poorly that apparently they did not know what they wanted to do with it. I think we talked about that. It was either me and Garrett or me and you, but I know we talked about it on the show. Well, they quietly announced that this week, real late at night. In the middle of the night. <laughs> In the middle of the night. Very little fanfare. Very little, like, Like anything. a bandit trying to get there's, out of town. <laughs> there's no trailer for it. So it's called Everybody 1-2 Switch. Uh, they're releasing it later this month, at the end of the month, June 3rd. They're going to cost $30, not 60 And... It seems like it's going to be some kind of, if if you're familiar with the Jackbox Party Pack games, it sounds like they might have taken some inspiration for that because the description. Oh, kitty. Oh, my God. No, wait, stop. You can't do that. Sorry. 
<laughs> Kitty was trying to lay on the keyboard. Um, to grab some Joy-Con controllers or smart devices for team-based games that are easy to set up and feature everything from balloons to aliens and more. It sounds like you can't play this single player. I don't know why you would want to, but it sounds like that's like not even an option. It sounds like you can use, like you said with Just Dance, Jackbox, like you, other players can use their phone for a controller. It's probably to be very simple. But I'm going to grab my Alexa device. Motion. Just hold yeah. it around and Okay. <laughs> it's smart devices, right? Those work. Um, I figured they meant iPhone or Android. <laughs> I thought it was weird that yeah, that in there I saw the web page and I, I was like, that's strange that they said smart devices and not phones. But, I mean, I guess you could use a tablet. Maybe that's where they're making a distinction. Yeah. But I, you know, the semantics of me, I was like, man, I'm just gonna grab my my Echo speaker <laughs> and start waving around. They probably should have said smartphones. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um. They, they, I think they wanted to just get this out there and get some cash and just like, sure, send it to die. Yeah, pretty they, much. I think they know that it's it's you hard know, to be too inspired by it, right? The fact that we didn't even get a trailer for yeah, it, not even a good commercial, or says anything. a lot. There is going to be a physical edition. Yay! Um, but it seems like this is going to move. Collectors be better snap it up. Because the one two switch has become somewhat collectible, right? Because they're just no. like, they, no, I think they have. Like the original one two switch, they still fetch a pretty penny, like on eBay and stuff. Really? Because it was like, I think what happened is I think they went out of print and then like they just started getting harder and harder to find. I don't know if that's true. Because I feel like a lot of people, like there was no games on the switch at launch. And I feel like that was like, I remember. You know, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I agree with you. But yeah, if uh, like if you'd got it right there on on launch day, or if you had gotten a switch on launch day, like if you'd given it a month, you could pick up a copy once you switch at any GameStop for like five bucks because everybody traded it in. But uh, yeah, last time I checked on it, I haven't checked on it, in, but my 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 expectation was that yeah, I think it's somewhat collectible now. If you have it, you probably sell it for like forty or fifty bucks. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now, yeah, forty forty nine dollars for a used copy. One, That's two, not switch. that much. That's like what I would expect. I I thought you were saying like more than sixty. I mean, it's just going up. Is is all I, I think it's just going up. It's getting harder and harder to find. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I will not be getting. No, I'm not getting this at all. <laughs> I did not. Get I one saw a lot switch. of people. Not a lot of people. I would say a lot of people. I don't mean a lot of people, but in the couple of podcasts I listened to, I had heard a couple of people are like, I'm going to get it for the podcast. I'm not. I would like to let you know right now. I'm not going to get it for the podcast. Get the Jackbox Party Pack games. They're <laughs> so good. They are pretty excellent. Yeah. Uh, however, speaking of Joy-Con, same time, this came literally at the same 10 minute window. Uh, Nintendo also announced four new variants of Joy-Con in pastel colors. This is the first pastel. As somebody who hates neon because it hurts my eyeballs, and I love pastel, these are such cute colors. There's going to be pink, purple, green, and yellow, but they're selling them as pink and yellow, right? And purple and green. Mm. I got that backwards. Which blows my mind because pink and purple as a combo was right there and that yeah. would have been perfect 
They know that. And though. they're both left, but it, buying both sets wouldn't matter because they're both left Joy-Con. Oh. So it's not even like I can buy both and then put yeah, them together so just, as a set. It is I just so expect annoying. this. I just expect this from Nintendo now. Like, I don't expect I don't to make- care. I don't want to buy them. I have too many Joy-Con. I use Pro Controllers anyway. I like my Zelda, my, I mean, my Zelda and my Splatoon ones when I'm playing in handheld. Those are peak these Joy-Con. are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, these are so good. I don't think I want to get any more Joy-Con, but it's just like so annoying to me because, like, yeah, I wanted this like five years ago. Yeah. They're very Eastery. Would have been great with something like Animal Crossing. Um, uh, I'm not as into the pastel aesthetic. I'm more of the the neon. Yeah, I am. So you can get cheaper ones from Colorware. You can get D-brand decals. Found it was interesting that they're releasing new, like just more Joy-Con, just in general. You know, yeah. it makes me. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's indicative of their plans for the future. But I mean, it does no. feel like they're not ready to just like close up shop as soon as maybe people, some people think they might be still just like let's just push more for new controllers and you know like they're kind of into that product pushing phase where they're just about to start pushing software and accessories and you know that kind of make their money that way yeah i don't even use joy-con anymore i i, I can't tell you the last time i used an actual pair of joy-con it's been really? oh because you use your uh whatever they're called the yeah. worry ones right it's been like years like ever since we got these the split pad pros and all the different variants that that have come with him. I've used those and I've never looked back really. Either those or a pro controller. No, I still use the Joy-Con in handheld mode. Okay. I remember. I think because I have smaller hands. When we brought the Switch home the first time, I remember locking the Joy-Con into the little puppy dog grip. And I was like, this is a suitable way to play games. Like, this is totally fine. I don't understand what people are upset about. And it's like, fast forward six years later, I'm like, I'm never playing with that. <laughs> Look at this trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so that's exciting if anybody's trying to replace their Joy-Con or they feel really strongly about the colors and haven't already done a third-party alternative. Yeah. Yeah. This next news is news to me. Uh the Kirby Support Studio Vanpool has closed. Yeah. They're established in 99, apart from its first two games, the PS2 titles and Indo- Indo- Indonesia and Colorball, and one mobile game. It's developed games exclusively for Nintendo consoles, including the DS, Wii, 3DS, and Switch. It's published all the games in the Dylan's Rolling Western series, yep. as well as worked with HAL on Kirby Clash, Kirby Fighters 2, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, and Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Good games. Um, sure, the Kirby games. Yeah, you don't like so, the Rolling Western. I tr- I tried those games after I hacked my 3ds, and yeah. it was so bad. <laughs> no, I probably agree. I with you. I I, think I played for 15 minutes, and I will never go back. It's like a meta popular, like a B tier popular game in B tier in like Japan. I oh. think. Yeah, it's pop. It's more popular over there. Not, not probably, even, probably not even B tier. Probably like C tier. It's like, you know, it was like no, I don't want to oversell it, but you know, like they released it and like a lot of people liked it. I think it sold pretty well in Japan. I think that's why it became like a series. Maybe something like Box Boy or something like that. Okay, it was yeah, very uh, stupid and boring and bad controls and stupid <laughs> and stupid. But stupid. pour one out for you. 
fan pool. I'll miss you guys. Rip. Uh, Apido is releasing a mod kit for the original N64 controller, adding Switch support. This is pretty cool. Tell me about this. Have you this. seen it? No. It's really easy to do. Like <laughs> that, I'm actually surprised with how easy. I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah, if you don't want to buy the Nintendo N64 controller, but you have a Nintendo 64 controller that you don't mind salvaging, um, you can buy this kit from them. It's $40. And they basically, like there's a YouTube video on how to replace it. And it's not sped up or anything. And it takes like four minutes. Yeah. And they basically just give you a whole new board. There's no soldering or anything required. Like you just take the screws off, you pop it out, you take the board off, you put the new board in, you plug in the new stick, you add the module, you zip it back together, you turn it on and boom, you've got a new control. And it comes with a new stick too. So if you've got Ooh. an old stick that you need to replace, That's or maybe you've got a, maybe you've got N64 with a, you know, a loose stick, you can make a new Bluetooth controller out of it. I think so. I think I have two N64 controllers, and one of them the stick is bad, but the other one the buttons are like all sticky and mushy now. Like the yeah. buttons haven't really lasted. Uh, but I think for somebody who still has a good N64 controller, this is a really good option because I know that the NSO 64 controllers sold out so fast, and I still know people who wanted to get one. They're and still expensive. Um, I would. And this retro is a good fighters. option. Retro Fighters has their Retro Fighter 64, the Brawler 64. I think that's a good option. It's what I use when I play my actual 64. Um, but yeah, this I think this is a really cool option. And as somebody who has been in and out of controllers, I actually have never cracked open an N64 controller. I was really surprised with just how simple it is. I was like, oh, that's way more simpler than I would have ever expected. Um, does this make it incompatible with the original N64 if you do this? Yeah. Oh, you, that's a bummer. You'll, you'll have to sacrifice it to your new switch overlords i wonder if 64 controllers are cheap to get like, i think it would work on bluetooth either. as well though i mean i think pc so i think if you were doing like something you know some doing crimes let's just say what it is if you're doing crimes i think this is also an option for you so i think they're pretty cheap if you wanted to get an n64 controller on ebay you could yeah. probably get it for like 10 20 bucks and they've they make uh reproduction 64 controllers that are pretty decent and I think well, that, would that, be a, that would be a perfect, you grab one of those, like $20 brand new, yeah. and then you just make it Bluetooth. Well, I was going to say, would that work on a, like a Ripper one? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it should. Okay, cool. Yeah, do that. Because you're replacing the whole board. Right. Like all you need is really the only thing you're keeping are the buttons the and the plastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're replacing like literally you just take the screw point. off and pick the stick out and you take the whole board out of the controller. You just That's put the point. new okay. board in. Yeah, then I was that like, would oh, work. This is this is pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, okay. That's, That's why cool. I threw it in the notes. I thought it was cool. Even if you're not planning on getting one, like I I'm not planning on getting one, but if you're just if you're just into like how this kind of stuff is done, like just go watch the YouTube video. I just found the YouTube video mm -hmm. alone just pretty entertaining. I was like, this is neat. I like Apidoza company. I do too. I really do. I like a lot of their products. I'm uh, I'm in massive amounts of debt because of controllers. I just buy way <laughs> too many controllers. I don't know what it is of all the things like you'd think, you know, I'd be more into collecting games and stuff. And I mean, I've got some memorabilia, but I own so many controllers. My wife is constantly mm. making fun of and teasing me. She's like, how many controllers do you need? Like her thing. She's like, how many do you use? I'm like, just like these two. She's like, I why mean, do you have 25 other controllers? Because you're a collector. 
Yeah, I think they make great display pieces. Like it's mm-hmm. a great kind of aesthetic to have around. And I love the special designs. And yeah, like it's, I don't know. I just, I value a controller at a level higher than like an accessory or software or something like that. I think the controllers are cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably why I, I like this to begin with. But yeah, I love 8BitDo stuff. I mean, they still make the best modern D-pad. I have a couple 8BitDo controllers that I I keep just exclusively for that purpose. Yeah. I want them, if I'm playing something old school or something and I don't want to, you know, I can just pop out my 8BitDo controller and play. A good D-pad is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody should have one, have an 8BitDo controller just for that. Mm-hmm. That wraps up the light amount of news from this week. Would you like to hit us with some questions? Let's do it. Um, number one, Jared, do you have any ideas for Tears of the Kingdom DLC? And when do you think we will see it? I think we will see it this holiday. We'll, I think it'll be two waves again. I think the first wave will come out this holiday. Because think about how they were saying that Tears of the Kingdom has been done for a year. And they spent the past year really just smoothing everything out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that they didn't need the whole team to be smoothing right. things out, ironing yeah. things out. So I, I think agree. the DLC is probably also already done or close to done. So I think it'll be two waves, one in holiday, when one spring or summer next year. Yeah, I agree. I would like to see Cass. I want to know where he is. He's... um uh, he, he left his wife and kids in Rito Village. He's mm-hmm. a deadbeat dad. <laughs> so I want to know. He better have a good excuse. He left for milk and didn't come back. Better have friggin' like had a good reason to not come back. Just catch him at like a bar in the depth somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Rito dads these days. Um, I would like to see Cass and I would, I mean, it's kind of hard to say more of what I want to see because this, I don't know where the rest of the story has gone yet. So ask me that again in a couple weeks. I would like a legit photo mode. Mm. I, I I would like that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. become a very popular common practice in video games lately. And I feel like tears of the kingdom is missing a proper photo mode like to be able That's to take screenshots and do borders. I think we and, said that for Breath of the Wild that we wanted that and it never happened. Yeah. Um outside of that, you know, I would like to see I think they'll do another challenge type of DLC, you know, like some sort of wave-based challenge combat focused oriented thing that's not as story specific and then they'll probably do like a story add-on. I would like to see them do like a side story expansion. Um, it's not something they, they really did with breath of the wild. Um, but other games do it. And a lot of times they can be some of my favorite content because you don't have to have like a tie into anything. Um, I think it'd just be cool to either introduce a new character or like have like a side story, just completely unrelated from, you know, Ganon and Zelda and all of that. Something like that would be cool. I would like that. I'm very glad to know that the, extras of breath of the wilds dlc were in the base game of tears of the kingdom yeah like the travel medallions the hero's quest mode uh, a lot of the like um dlc masks and armor and stuff are just in the game yeah yeah i agree so that was very good filters for the map would be a nice little 
I mean, I would hate to see that be DLC, but it would just be a nice little quality of life add-on, like the Travel Medallion was. I was thinking, like, in the first game, it wasn't DLC, but we had, like, the Terrytown, like, the whole little expansion quest and thing. Something like that, but DLC. Just completely unrelated, but, like, this whole little side story thing you could do. I would like something like that. Yeah, I would like that, too. Question number two comes from Jay and he says, if you could invite any three people in history to come over and play everyone's one, two switch with you, who are you choosing? Any three people in history. These questions are so daunting. (laughs) Cause like, I feel like I have like an obligation to like pick really important, good people. You know, because I have the opportunity to speak, to speak to any three people in history, but at the same time, like, I so, don't want to do that. I don't want to play. One you have to understand <laughs> that if you invite anyone prior to like 2003, they're going to be blown away by the smartphone aspect of it. That's true. If you go anywhere prior to the 1980s, they're going to be blown away by the video game aspect of it. Yeah. If you go prior to the 1900s, they're going to be blown away by the electricity aspect of it. Yeah, this is... So, for that reason, I'm choosing George Washington. Wow. Um, uh, Galileo. Nice. And... Um, Queen Elizabeth. Bring her back okay. from the dead. I don't have three because I don't think I need them. I'm choosing a water. I'll come to my living room and I'm going to strap a Joy-Con in his hand and be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, you see what's happened in your absence. You see what has happened to this. We need you to fix this. Okay, that's what I didn't doing. mean to die. We need you. Okay. Aww. Okay, that's a much better answer than, than anything else. Uh. Question number three from Spagoop. What do you th- what do you think will win game of the year and why will it be everybody's <laughs> one two switch? So I I think I said this the other week. I I know that there are so many great games that have already come out this year and that are supposed to come out this year, but just hearing about how stunned other developers were about how Tears of the Kingdom works, how broad it is how expansive it is it has to win i know you don't care about game of the year i really don't um at the moment this was this would be my pick um however i'm gonna keep trying to speak this into existence and i'm sorry rebecca i kind of want street fighter to win game of the year just because i want to live in a world where a fighting game that's just really well done and excellently made can win I would be year. shocked if it was nominated. Right. I, I, you know, I've said this forever. It is my soapbox, but I hate how dismissive the quote unquote game of the year awards can be to certain genres. Oh yeah. And like the video game industry was kind of built upon fighting games, specifically street fighter. And it's really important. And this game apparently is excellent, just an excellent version of it. And I really want, I just like the idea of it being able to be nominated. But it seems like we only nominate, you know, emotionally deriving 30 hour single player third person adventure games. Like those are the only games to be game of the year. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to see others be included. And I think Street Fighter should have a good chance considering how good it is. 
But it, I mean, if I had to pick, yeah, it's Tears of the Kingdom at the moment. Okay. Drew writes in, he says, are you surprised that the Switch Lite was kind of a flop? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I think that's what I was thinking while I was reading the question. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but he says, with all the handheld hype these days, feels like nobody has or is excited for the light. Mm, I disagree, Drew. I know a lot of my students have the light, the Switch light. I don't think, I mean, I don't have the sales numbers readily available, but I think it did what they wanted it to do. Mm. I don't know either. Let's see if we can find out. I I think the Switch light was made for just, oh. Oh, he might be right. Really? Yeah. Total sales for the Switch Lite, 18 million. So it's sold more than the Wii U, but, you know, it's sold, what, 10% of the entire Switch family? Yeah, but I think that's expected. It, it, you know, it came out later. It's the budget option. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, yeah, I think flop, that's all it was ever flop supposed is too to hard. Be. Flop is too hard. I think it was just made for Pokemon. I mean, that's... I think the Switch Lite is 100% made for people that just play Pokemon. They tried to make the Switch as cheap as it could to get That's it true. down down into a price range that people that play Pokemon are used mm-hmm. to. And like, that's it. It just made it for Pokemon. And Especially because didn't they have sell, correct me if this is wrong, but wasn't the only special edition Switch Lite Pokemon? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's only it's only ever been Pokemon. So I think it's just a Pokemon machine. I think so. Yeah, but yeah, um, should it be on, on the second part of his question? Yeah, it does feel like maybe the switch light could be more of a thing because there are these like little retro, you know, retro pocket things out there that look a lot like a switch light. And you know, like when I see those, I do kind of think like maybe the switch light should be a little bit more. Maybe they're missing an opportunity by not pushing it a little bit more now. As opposed to two or three years ago. Um, for, see, for me, I just value docking the system too much. I play a lot in handheld mode, but I really value the ability to stream. Sure. So that yeah. It needs to have you know the HDMI output. I also like certain games on the TV, so I. I haven't. For that reason, I'd. I mean, I would never get a Switch Lite. As and I, to your uh, point, the Switch Lite that you sold me. They just cratered it with the OLED, right? I mean, like, they're like, here's the Switch Lite. And everybody's like, that's cool. And they're like, and here's the OLED. And it's like, well, there yeah. goes the Switch Lite. Nobody's ever going to look at that again. Because, I mean, My you Switch could Lite have the Switch Lite. Item. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Mark says, do you think we'll see another Pokemon game on Switch? Or do you think they've already moved on to whatever Nintendo is planning next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good question. Well, we know the DLC is coming for Pokemon this year, so that depends on if we have new hardware next year. That'll be interesting, because there's going to be a Pokemon game every year. There's going to be one next year. I think they will put the next remake on the Switch next year. Yeah, I would agree. Even if there's new hardware. You think a dual launch? I don't even know if there would be a dual launch. Okay. And then I think the next generation will be on new hardware. I would stagger it a bit. And like, if I was making a prediction, if I had to place a bet, I would stagger it. And I would say the next remake or the next spinoff, probably a spinoff at this point 
would come out on Switch at some point early next year, but would be playable on the other Switch because it's backwards compatible and they released that later in the year. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't know that to be true. Like they have this DLC that might just be the last content that they have while they go to make, you know, make something for the next console. But I do think they, I think the more interesting point about this question is the idea that they would stop supporting the switch. I don't think that necessarily applies to, to Pokemon. I could see Pokemon releasing the next couple of games on both systems. Um, just that to sell more. Yeah, just to sell more. Why not? Like their games aren't so hardware dependent, I guess is the, what I'm thinking of. I don't think they're ready for the next console, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you seen, I think it was Boundary Break that was posting co- like the comparison shots of Tears of the Kingdom with and without the fog effect. And without that fog effect, the graphics kind of look like Scarlet and Vi- Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. And there's a, to me, a huge difference in graphical quality in those two games. And I feel like they just haven't mastered some of those environmental effects yet. Like it's still so cartoony in the not, in a not good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if they had the same kind of team that, you know, knows how to make the best of those environmental effects, it could look so much better. They need monolith help. Yeah. I'm going to help them like they'd help the Zelda team. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Speaking of graphics, saw I went to the Korok Forest. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it runs much better. It's, it's, oh, good. It's much nice. It's nice. I was like, good, good, good. Oh, they fixed it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nice. Yeah. Excellent. Um, but speaking of Pokemon, where the hell's Pokemon Classic? I understand we've got Mark asking the hard questions about DLC and stuff. I don't care about like I'm written these off at this point to further notice. Yeah. But where is my card game? What happened to that? It just I haven't heard about it since they announced it. For what? The GBC? No, no, they made they announced their little Pokemon Direct thing that they had however oh, long ago. Yeah. They announced like yeah, this yeah. super premium looking Pokemon yeah. card game with like the old cards they're going to reprint. Yeah, you're for. right. And I was like ready to give them $500 that I don't have for Pokemon cards. <laughs> and I have not heard about it since at all. I'm like, what happened to that? Or are they just. Uh, they, okay. Release in late 2023. Oh, okay. So it's a Christmas item thing then. It's still coming. Man. Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic will release in late 2023. Yeah, we don't even get any news. Like, we don't have a price or anything, right? We have nothing. It'll be in October in Japan. So, probably right after that. Okay. I got to get one. Yeah. Got to get one. Yeah. Be excited. Kate writes in What IP should Nintendo give the Breath of the Wild treatment to, i.e., a full makeover, breaking traditions, etc.? Star Fox. She says, What kind of game would you like to see? I guess, like, genre or something. What, Star what Fox like is my answer. Yeah, I think I've answered this before. I would like a more Mass Effect type of Star Fox. Oh. So you're actually Fox, you're running around, you're shooting and stuff, and you have these very character-based decisions. And Yeah, I think I would want more space, like more space shooting than Mass Effect has. Okay. But I would like to see interplanetary stuff. Mm, that's good. 
I like that because I mean, my the IP answer part of me was going to say Star Fox too. Star Fox needs help. It needs a reboot or something. And it's not because it's bad. I actually love just good old traditional classic Star me Fox too. on rails. It's just hard to sell that for sixty or seventy dollars these days. You know, you're trying to tell somebody an eight-hour experience and just tell them to replay it over and over again. It's not the best thing, unless they just made it like a budget title. Like they do do that every now and again, but they're not going to do that. With yeah, but I don't want them to do a budget title because I feel like they did that with WarioWare Get It Together, and that was the worst game in yeah. the franchise. Yeah, they're not going to do that. But um, what I would do with Star Fox, I don't really know be honest with you i mean like your answer is good i feel like that's a lot of production that nintendo normally doesn't do i was trying to think yeah. of something simpler well that was the breath of the wild treatment right the yeah no you're right whole, yeah, yeah you're right i mean i don't think it's gonna happen but that would be my choice yeah it's fair all right yeah i don't have a better answer so i think it's pretty good logan writes in he says following up on my question from weeks ago I meant any crossover, not specifically a Mario crossover. I was curious if after I saw a Twilight Princess meets Animal Crossing idea, what's your crossover dream? What was the question? I don't remember. <laughs> Apparently he asked us what we, what, what we would cross over, like if two franchises converge to create a new, a new game, what two of those would we want? Uh, I'll take the easy one. Star Fox and Metroid. Yeah. Give me more Pokemon stuff in Animal Crossing. That's good. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I do have an answer for this. I've said this before. Um, Animal Crossing and like Mario Golf. I want a golf yeah. game where you can like build golf golf courses and like clubhouses and stuff like Animal Crossing, but then actually play competitive golf on it with Mario and Animal Crossing characters. That's cool. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I would like a Pokemon game that is like Animal Crossing, I think, where it has all the Pokemon characters, but like it has the, all the gameplay and like no one set objective, like Animal Crossing. I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that they haven't skinned like an Animal Crossing game and just Pokemon call it like, pokemon life or something mm-hmm. and you just like yeah instead of collecting pokemon you just collect like villagers and you get to set up their like different things you can have like little like little battles and stuff like that but like that whole life sim building element but just pokemon flavored would be huge with kids i think oh yeah yeah that's that's money it's a good idea nick wants to know do you think we'll get a warriors game for tears of the kingdom probably yeah i think so too um, I think at this point, I think we can see that there's a, that Nintendo enjoys having the spinoff Zelda content, you know, every few years to kind of mix in with their content. And it's also third party. So I think as long as they can keep securing that and they're not developing themselves, I think, yeah, they'll keep bringing it to the table. Mm-hmm. Cody, do you think Nintendo could have a, an announcement for Summer Games Fest or the Ubisoft show? Absolutely not. They'll do the Mario Rabbids DLC. Does that count? That counts, yeah. right? Yeah. Or the Ubisoft show, for sure. That'll be the only thing. Yeah, you're probably right. I was trying to think, have they ever done anything for Summer Games Fest? I think at best we'd see like a third party or something that would announce for Switch, but you know, I don't yeah. think they'll do anything. 
Hobeek, do you play to roll credits on Tears of the Kingdom before or after you complete all the side ca- content that you want to do? I think we kind of addressed that. Yeah. I, I, I will roll the credits before I do all the side content, but I want to do a lot of it before I roll credits. Yeah, I don't really have um, like a, I don't, it's, it's one of those things where I think I know when I know, but like how I could tell you when I come to that point, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go towards the end until I'm ready to go towards the end. And then when I go that way, I'm going to consider myself somewhat done with the game. I'll go back and maybe do a shrine and stuff here and there, but I don't think I'll be actively playing it for hours at a time after that. So for me, I am kind of putting things off. Like I'm trying to do everything that like I really want done. And like, I'm trying to get all that done before I start running towards the end. And then Delvin writes in from PSG. Question for you both. Do you think the LGBTQ community is well represented in video games? When I was a kid, I loved seeing black characters well represented in video games. As I've gotten older, I appreciate it so much more. And then Kyle also had a similar question. He said, what are our favorite LGBTQ characters in video games? I think it's getting better, but I think there's still a long way to go, especially in Nintendo games. All Mm -hmm. of the LGBTQ characters are subtle or speculated at best. I feel like Nintendo generally just doesn't want to touch that kind of thing. But I know that, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of really heavily like hinted at type of things in Nintendo games, but just not outright. We get gay characters and, and fire emblem. They're like just out, are there? you know. Yeah, okay. there are. And well, I mean, I don't. That's fire emblem. That's not Nintendo. I know. First, I know. I what mean, you mean. We've we've debated about fire emblem being first party. Um, I think I think that it is getting better, but I don't think it's very well represented enough in general in games. Um, I think it could be done a lot more. But I think it's being done um, fairly often. Um, but the thing that I would say is I think I think it's starting to become more of a trope and less of representation. Um, and that would be the thing that I'd be more worried about instead of just having more characters like in totality. Because I feel like we're getting, you know, several games every year that are kind of venturing into these topics. I would be looking for more authentic characters. I feel like we're getting... Um- Yes. A lot of the same similar type of characters. So tell me why it's free for the month of June. Um, yeah. It is a don't not game, right? Yeah, they've done um, that. Xbox publisher. They do that every year for the last three or four years. They, they make that game free for everybody. I think it's it's also a really free good on game. Steam. I think it's free. Every, yeah, it's free on Steam right now. Free probably everywhere. Don't nod. Yeah. Um, that is a really good game where you said that it's more of, you know, representation and I think not a trope because Tyler... Is that yeah. name, Tyler? Yeah. Um, is trans and that, you know, it is discussed in the game, but that's not, doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It doesn't have anything to do, like, it, it's it not is being very heavy handed and trying to tell you about, like, but it is explicit. Like, it's, it's yeah. not like it's hinted at. It's very yeah. straightforward in the game, but it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. Yeah. The, the trophy part that I would bring up, and I know this is always difficult, especially somebody me like i'm not very you know like well versed with the community but i always feel like 
we get a lot of the same characters. We always get like the two female lesbian characters. We don't really get the two male characters. Strange. Right. Like it's a very <laughs> tropey, like everybody will buy and be okay with this, but they wouldn't do it if we did it yeah, the other way. So like yeah. it feels very, you know, kind of tropey like that. And it's like, well, is that what the representation we're looking for? That's not really representation, right? Right. Right. Like that's just, I feel like it's like a marketing tactic. (laughs) It's not. And that's the part. I don't know if trope is the right word, but that's kind of how some of it feels to me. So I would like to see more uh, or different takes in that regard. And I think, yeah, I think tell me why is like a really great example of that. I think we saw some of that with the HBO show with, Bill and Frank from Last of Us. Like yes, was that was like, so well done. More stuff like that. Like, you know, like yes. if you're really, if you're really, if you really want to showcase and be representative and do stuff, then like, you know, don't just take the easy grab. Celeste, I haven't played that game, but she's trans in the game. And that has, it's, that's, I think, also a really good representation. Nice. Yeah. My favorite characters. Um, Chloe and Rachel, Ellie, Rachel, Judy. Um, I don't think it counts, but I'll say Ramona and Knives. They're in the video game. It's comic, book, but they're in the, yeah, they're in video game. Uh, I did write Tell Me Why down. I love that game. I really enjoyed it. But the puzzles so in that good. game, it's free. Really Go download good. it. It's free. The puzzles in that game are really good. Yeah, um, more so than most Life is Strange games. Oh, um. I know it's tropey, but Alex Chen in yeah. uh, Life is Strange 3, just because it's one of my favorite games and I love her. I definitely have a crush on her. She's great. I love Alex. Ah, she's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Could use a whole of that DLC. It's still both sour taste. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. T- ever, ever since Kaylee it's talked so about the DLC, yeah. I did not touch it. It's so good. It's not that it's bad. It definitely doesn't. It's not her character or anything at all. It's just leaves so much to be desired is all. It's just so disappointing. Okay. You know, yeah. you're just like, oh, why? It's just so boring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question. Last question from G-Man. Ooh. It's June. So tell us when a Nintendo Direct is happening since <laughs> uh, the internet can't stop after months without one. <laughs> I don't think there will be a first party direct in June. I think if we get anything, it would be a third party direct or even another indie direct. Yeah, probably. It, I don't think we're getting anything until like late August, early September. It's weird placement um, because like, I, I feel like a lot of games are about to get announced that are coming to switch. So like Nintendo, I mean, I guess they could do a direct or a little presentation where they also wrap up those trailers, but it's like, it's kind of redundant. I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, at best, I think we'd get probably indie a partners direct um, because I do think, as I continue to say, I think we're going to get you know ports. I think we're about to get a lot of ports to start to come in over to Switch. So I could see you know a partner direct where they show ten or fifteen games that are coming to Switch that are probably already out with a couple indie you know things of release and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I I've not thought we're getting a direct in June. I didn't think we're getting one last year. I think they want to get more and more away from this E3 type of window and be on their own. Um, It's kind of been my feeling on this for a couple of years. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with all of that. And then I think their first party announcements that they do have to share, you know, like they're going to talk about uh, Mario Kart DLC, you know, whatever that next wave is. They're going to talk about Pokemon DLC and probably Zelda DLC. Like, I feel like it's going to be like a lot of those types of announcements. Yeah, there's a lot of DLC coming. And I feel like each of those, like they're not going to have a DLC direct. No. Because that is a lot. So I feel like those are just going to be standalone announcements until tweets and trailers and a later time. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I think there will be a direct probably in August that announces mm-hmm. a big fall game and probably a big spring game yeah. with a couple DLCs and a couple third parties and something like something or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. that's spot on. And then he, he also wrote in. Will you get everybody's one-two switch? Mostly a question for Donnie. And absolutely not. Because he knows my answer. <laughs> I wouldn't play that. I don't think I'd play that game if it was free. If they were like, hey, it's just here. Just go get it. I, I'm good. Okay. I really yeah. wanted to I wanted to like one-two switch. And it was just, that wasn't it. I rented one-two switch from the library because I did not want to pay for it. And Smart. I think I spent 15 minutes like going through some of the games. And I'm like, I would not have fun with this with friends. <laughs> no, no, I bought it again. Loving Wii sports. I was in, I bought it and I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And it's not, it's not like, it's not terrible. Like there, there might be a laugh or two to be had. It's just boring. It's, you know, it's just only not- redeeming feature is that thing where like, you can feel the marbles going in. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not very good. Like Nintendo land crushes that game. Like when you have a mini oh, game yeah. thing like this, it's supposed to be replayable with friends. And like there is not yeah. a there is not a less replayable game in the world than one two switch. Once you've seen it, like that's it. You never want to do it again. You're like, oh well, that's just should have boring. been a day one tech demo that got yes. you excited about the features of the switch. Yeah, I can't believe they made it into software. You think about those marbles and stuff like that, and I always think of like, wouldn't it have been cool if they had like a board game aspect to that where you could like roll dice or something like and have like little mini games that were somewhat replayable, you know, like classic games and stuff like that. They had none of that. It's just dumb, like motion physics. Like, how many ice cubes are in your controller? It's like, how, do you want to keep playing care. that? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? Why? Why? <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, cool. Like, it does feel like there's ice cubes in my controller. Now what? Yeah. It's really bizarre <laughs> that the company that gave us Wii Sports and Nintendo Land and Mario Party, like, this is their. This is their bread and butter. It's like what they do. And a one-two switch was so awful. <laughs> so when the when those rumors came out and they're like, it's terrible, like, of course it is. Of course it tested horribly because the first game was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So just poor. Yeah, I, I couldn't be in, I couldn't be less interested in something. Yeah, there's too many good party games on Switch to bother with this. Yeah, get Mario Party. The one that has all the boards and stuff on it, whatever that one was called. That one's excellent. uh, I mean, everybody likes Mario Kart. There's so many good third party party games. Like, just do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, anything else for the good of the cause? I like ARMS. ARMS is pretty good, man. Wait, but don't you think it's wild that One Two Switch got a sequel before ARMS? Yes, I do. I do. Before. Ugh, that's games. priorities man misplaced priorities because arms arms was kind of bare bones arms is really what one two switch should have been Had the switch launched with arms and like 
you know, Zelda and stuff like that. I think that would have been a little bit different because arms arms was pretty shallow, but like the fighting game was really fun. It was really fun. I had a lot of fun playing online. I had a lot of fun playing with Jack. It was good. Uh, had they, had they come up with a sequel that built out that just that bare bones fighting game and added more modes and more things I'd be in for arms too. It was pretty fun. Snipper clips does deserve a sequel. That was pretty said. good too. Yeah. Me and my I daughter, like that I was, that was, was right better. at, right at the end of Victoria's kind of being interested in video games. It was like mm-hmm. right there. We played a little snipper clips, got the animal crossing and then that was it. She moved on. She no longer plays video games, but I enjoyed playing snipper clips. She will again someday. I hope so. She's at that age where I, yeah, I she's think just that. not interested. She has no interest in them at all. Yeah. Yeah. Snipper clips was good. Yes. Anything else for the good cause before we wrap up this week's show? I'm good. Yeah, me too. I feel like I want to, I've done so much like just exploration and side stuff in tears of the kingdom. And I, I want to make more progress. I want to like, you know, get on that path, but I still want to pace myself. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where I'm at. I don't think I'm going to do that dungeon. No, that's okay. Take your time. I'm going to do the stable quest. I think that's like my next thing. Oh yeah. I've been doing those as I've been seeing them, but I want to finish that too. I've done like two of them. They're just fun. I don't want the armor. I just want to kind of do them because they're just fun. Yeah. I also just really like pen. He's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So I think I want to do some side. I think that's what I'm, I'm just do some side stuff for the week. Maybe cool. some trines. Yeah. And we'll talk about it next week. Cool. All right. Have a good week, everybody. And we will see you next time. Peace. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? What? <laughs>